Welcome back to the first edition of the Bound for Justice podcast for 2020. I'm Charlotte Wilson. I'm Rachel Rosman. Well, Happy New Year, Rachel. Happy New Year to you, too. It's been a while. It has. We took a, a little break from the podcast for the, the last quarter of 2019. We had a fall hiatus. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> Planned or unplanned, who knows? Right. Um, so, yeah, it has been a while since we've we've posted a podcast, but <clears throat> I think we kind of felt like uh, the beginning of a new calendar year might be a good time for us to to pick things back up. And, um, you know, as many people are looking forward to what they want to accomplish for 2020 and also taking a look back at the all the good things that happened in 2019, we kind of felt like maybe this is a good opportunity for us to maybe do the same for the podcast. Right. I think it's a good time because it's not an overwhelming amount of stuff that we've done so far. So like, <laughs> like what are you saying? I'm saying that we haven't done 52 <laughs> things. So. No, we have not. <laughs> so it's easier to look through and, uh, and see like out of, you know, we had 13 episodes or yeah. 13 recordings. So I figured 12 is a good number for me to be able to discuss a few within a half an hour. Yeah. Yeah. It is interesting. I mean, we started the podcast uh, towards the middle of last year. I think we we published our first episode in early May of 2019 and then published, um, posted off and on through the end of October. Um, and like you said, we did a total of 13 episodes, including our intro episode. Um, and uh, so I went back and I looked at like all the episodes that we we did. So we had like sort of our our intro, like why in the world are we even doing this mm-hmm. um, type of uh, ep- ep- episode. And then we uh, covered one event. We did the Bernice King talk. Yep. Um, we did two episodes covering a TV series. Right. When they see us, we read eight books for which we discussed. And then we did um, one long form article, which was the case for reparations. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, we did pretty good. We did. Yeah. Um, how do you feel like looking back? I know when I talk to people about the podcast, I always feel like it got such a better flow as we went on. Yeah. Like, I feel like at the beginning we were sort of like it didn't flow as well. And then as it went on, like we kind of got into it. And so I feel a lot better about it. As we- yeah. I mean, I think I was talking to a friend um, over the holiday break. We met for lunch and we were talking about the podcast a little bit. and. You know, one of the things I told her was, you know, we're not we're not necessarily doing this podcast to get rich. We're not necessarily trying to monetize. This is really more about spreading a message and doing some of our own work, I think, too. And just having an honest conversation that we can share with other people in hopes that it sparks um, sparks other conversations with folks. So, I mean, I guess when you think about it from that perspective, yeah, I think we have achieve that goal mm-hmm. for the for the year in terms of growing and figuring out how in the heck to even do a podcast and right. how to have a conversation that you can I don't know maybe edit down to a reasonable amount of time and be be willing and be brave to to post it to the world right which you know, be awesome that's not my, perfect with my normal conversation me being able to edit out things <laughs> wouldn't that be nice yeah. hold on one second yeah, let me just, just rewind that and <laughs> hit the mute button there yeah, yeah. wouldn't that be well, nice that'd be fantastic for me um yeah, but I do. I I think it's really made me reflect in general too. Like when we go through the books and, um, oh, um, I was just motioning to Rachel to get closer to the microphone. <laughs> like when we go through the books, it makes me really consider things. I don't know if if you get the same vibe because I am the white girl, <laughs> but but I know that sometimes I hear things I'm like, oh, oh, I might have done that before. <laughs> that might be me, and so it's really helped me to kind of reflect a little bit more and sit back and be more mindful of my actions. Oh, absolutely. I think probably one of the biggest things. So 
one of the other conversations I was having recently with someone about the podcast was sort of the change that I felt in myself from if I compare sort of where I was mentally and emotionally with regard to issues around race this time last year versus where I am this year, I'm in a completely different space. And I really think it's because of the time that we dedicated to conversation during the podcast that has helped me broaden my perspective. It doesn't necessarily change the world, Mm -hmm. but it helps you see things that are happening in the world in a slightly different way. Right. Yeah. I, I've really, I've used some of the statements from the books that in other life, real life situations. And um, one that I always stick with is I think from white fragility. Oh, now I feel badly because it might not. No, it wasn't. It was. um, So you want to talk about race. Mm. The one, if it's, if they think it's racist, then it's racist. <laughs> and so I've used that a couple of times at, you know, work or mm-hmm. with family or whatever. But, you know, you might not think it was that way, but if you think, if they think so, then, or if the person you're talking to thinks so. Yeah, take a cue. If they. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting too. Like I found myself, this is a really strange, uh, this was a strange moment for me. We recently, over the holidays, we um, went to the Nutcracker Ballet, you know, a very typical traditional Christmas activity. Right. Um, My brother went as well. Oh, nice. Maybe maybe we were there together. We Probably. Know, but <clears throat> anyhow, have you been to the Nutcracker no, before? No, I haven't. So but you can tell me about it. <laughs> part of the Nutcracker story, like once they go to like, I don't know, Sugar Plum Fairyland or whatever, that they have these these... See, you're, yeah. My nephew acknowledged this. He's five. He's going to be five. (laughs) They have um, different dances that basically people from all around the world come to sort of celebrate um, the arrival of the the prince and all this stuff. And they have different dances from different um, countries. And there was a part of me during, during that. And then there's, there are a couple of dolls that are in, that are, that are part of the play and are part of the whatever, the ballet, who are of specific ethnic persuasions. I think there's like a, um, <clears throat> there's maybe a, like a Spanish doll. And I think um, there's might be um, someone of like Asian or uh, Chinese descent. Um, but there was a part of me during the play and I'm like, I don't know, like what's going on here? Is this, is this appropriate? I mean, is this an appropriate way to, to represent nationalities? Is this respectful? It was just, um, and yeah, there was like, I don't know, three black people in the whole thing, but um, it just it was interesting because I'm not sure that I would have necessarily viewed it the same way, but I was sort of putting in it, putting it through that lens of cultural sensitivity and um, just uh, taking a slightly closer look. I had another recent experience with we went to I will not say the name. It's a very prominent water park located. There are two in Ohio, one north of Columbus and one south of Columbus um, that many families like to go to for vacations and I went to the water park and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so culturally inappropriate. And it had never even occurred to me, which um and of course thank goodness I never have to go again. But I it, it I don't I'm not sure that it would have occurred to me before. I don't know that I although I was seeing things through my perspective as a black person, as a black woman and understanding how I was feeling and things that I was dealing with in my life, I feel like my view of what it means to um, understand what's happening from a racial perspective in the United States has has widened significantly, even beyond my own personal cultural experiences. But really taking a look at um, many underrepresented um, uh, communities within the United States. 
Right. I've noticed that too, or I've seen things I'm like, I don't, I don't know if this is okay. I think I've had a lot more of those situations since we've done the podcast where something will happen. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I think this is not right. Um, I pick and choose when I'll mention it. Yeah. But, which I suppose is one of my resolutions, but I have noticed a lot more. So that's, it's an interesting, because I always felt like I was so, I noticed things so much before. And I realized I didn't really. It was only the really obvious stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the books and the topics that we've covered. Perfect. For the last year. All right. So do you have any that really stood out to you? We'll go with the ones we like first. Um, (laughs) Um, I love them all. Um, You know. I did not. You did not. (laughs) Well, and I think that that's I think that's perfectly okay to acknowledge, right? I I remember reading a a book a couple of years ago about I think it was um have you ever heard of um the Happiness Project by Gretchen Rubin? You know, I think I have that on a just podcast of, now. Okay. But she has books. Oh yeah, did you have it on audio? I think maybe? no, I think I had it on like a list, like a to be read list, but Well, one of the things that she talks about, she's a voracious reader, but she talked about the idea that you don't have the obligation to finish every book you start. You can decide you don't like a book and it's okay, right? I think it's okay as long as you're not doing a podcast on it later. Oh, well, that might, <laughs> it's helpful to read those books. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we did read quite a few books. So let's see if we talk about our favorite, our favorite books. Um, I mean, there, there were a lot that I think, um, were really meaningful to me. I'm not sure if I can pick just one as my favorite. Do you have one in particular that you would find as your favorite? I think that, um, I don't, I think some of them had repetition, like not necessarily repetition, but there were a lot of the same themes Okay, that went throughout the different books. I originally was going to say white fragility was my favorite and mm-hmm. I did like that one, but I think that now that I think about it, I did like, so you want to talk about race because they had so many different things that you could do at the end of each chapter. Like yeah. here's something that you should try to do or here's something that you should work on. And and so I did like the the take-home strategies. I would agree. You know, it's interesting too, and we sort of talk about our um, sort of our personal evolution as we were reading through the books. I can remember at the beginning, like reading, reading White Fragility. And I think it's because we were just getting started. Um, there were so many things that were in that book that were extremely emotional. For me, like reading them, like I had a like an actual emotional like reaction like to to stuff. And I think it's because she was putting into she was she was explaining or putting into words things that maybe I had been feeling for a long time, but I couldn't quite explain it altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the same thing for like when they call you a terrorist. Yes. I mean, that was that was we I think we agree that was like a very beautifully written book. Very different. Yes. It was different. And I think that going into it, we had. I, at least I had different expectations of how it was going to be. And then I read it and I really, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. But like the, the book that I got and the book that I was expecting were, were different. Yeah. So you said you, you liked, so you want to talk about race. Yeah. I liked them all. And I definitely liked, I mean, we, yeah, I, I liked them all. You liked almost. them all except for one. <laughs> it wasn't that I didn't like it. It was that I was really terrible at understanding it. Although, and that was... Uh, color of law. The color of law. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. I brought it with me to remember. <laughs> but I was, as I was telling you earlier, that's the one thing 
like people keep talking to me about redlining and everything. And a friend of mine said, well, you know how, you know, redlining. And I said, no, I, I tried to do a podcast about it. I don't know. <laughs> like, just, I'm going to sit this question out. <laughs> well, and I think that that, I, I mean, it, um, I think you make a good point though, because it, some, some of the concepts in that book were a little heady and it was very complicated. And, and the fact is some of the stuff that we're talking about, it's not, it's not, I hate to say it's not black and white. It's not very easy to see. Some of it is very hidden. Some of it is very convoluted. And until you hear the stories through books like The Color of Law, and then later we we um, did the long-form article, The Case for Reparations, mm-hmm. again, talking about redlining and a lot of the discrimination that occurred um, through ho- housing discrimination. Um, it's Sometimes it's hard to, to explain um, truly everything that's happening in a, with a very complicated situation. Although I have referred back, I've recommended Color of Law to people, too. And mm-hmm. I have I think the good thing about it was even if you don't totally understand it, mm-hmm. I could pick out different aspects of it. Like we were talking about how we're in neighborhoods with um, minority populations mm-hmm. or mainly um, black populations. We're able to be put near like industrial areas and the white white housing places, housing areas weren't. Suburbs. Suburbs, yeah. yeah like Neighborhoods. Yeah, they had they could be they had to be in nicer areas. They couldn't have an industrial park nearby. And, mm-hmm. and so I've brought that up a couple of times in, in different situations like, oh, I read a book about this. I didn't understand it. But, you know, right. here's, here's the name of it. Well, if you want to read it. And the thing that's funny now is like now that you've been exposed to it, even if you weren't able to process 100 percent of everything that was shared in the book, you drive around your city and you see it and you're like, OK, like it's so obvious. And it's and it takes away, again, that illusion of um that there's that it's all based upon economic ability um, and and sort of um, highlights the fact that some of this was intended and was created specifically for, um, you know, for folks to be sort of pushed into these these lesser areas, not because they weren't um, economically able to live elsewhere. Right. right. Did you have a book that you struggled with? Did I have a book they struggled with? Well, well, the last full episode that we did, we talked about The Blood of Emmett Till, and I admitted that that was a book I really didn't want to read. Right. Because I had a different idea of the story. I felt like I already knew what the story was. I didn't really need to read a whole book about it. Um, but I think I admitted at the end, um, I realized how much I didn't know about the story um, and that I was really glad that I took the time. And I'm glad that you chose that as a book for us. Um, because it did create, it gave me a very different perspective and a story that I thought I had, I already knew. I really thought that was going to be your least favorite. I did. In my mind. I did. I was like, <laughs> she's going to say that because she already said she didn't want to read it. Um, I did have a lot of fun listening to So You Want to Talk About Race. That was a good one too. So I would, I would definitely agree with you on that one. But you know what? We didn't bring up Born a Crime. We all loved oh listening gosh. to it and we didn't even bring that up. Not yet. That, okay. That was definitely... That that's the lightest. That's our light version, right? The one about apartheid. Our funny book, yeah. Our yeah. funny book about apartheid. You know that one. Um, that was so good, um, and that's one that I would actually consider going back and listening to again. Um, the audible version of it is so excellent. Um, it's done by Trevor Noah, and it's just—I mean, he's amazing. It's everything that you would expect from him, right? I want—I'm gonna have to get the audio book because I just read it and. But yeah, I kept thinking when we were going through stuff, I was like, oh, I never brought that up because I think it was just such a laid back read, mm-hmm. like something that you would have enjoyed reading, not to learn They're from. Just great just stories. Like a, yeah, just a great. Although that one, I was just like, every time he would tell a story, I thought, I can't believe this is really happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so yeah, I liked that one. And I, I feel like we 
we skipped over it maybe. All right. So one that we did talk about as being, I think, perhaps shocking for both of us um, was Eloquent Rage. Yes. I I think I started that before you did. And I was good. I did. I text you and say, you maybe did. we shouldn't do this. one. <laughs> maybe you can't handle this. Charlotte. You might be a little too innocent. <laughs> that was definitely a shocking book. I think maybe that's where maybe some of our surprises came in in terms of we weren't didn't really know what to expect from that book. And I think that it started out like it hit you with all the stuff at the beginning and you're like, <clears throat> oh, my gosh. But then it really mellows out as you go. Yeah. Like and it hits um, you with everything at first. Yeah. It was almost like you could see sort of her her walk through yes. her experiences and she sort of um, had her own transformation. And you could see that happen. It was evident in her essays. Right. Yeah. It was it was good. I liked it. But I remember at the beginning being like, uh, I don't know <laughs> what's going on here. Maybe we shouldn't do this one. <laughs> Charlotte's probably never read about stuff like this. <laughs> OK, <laughs> so that's that's. Kind of a recap, I think, in terms of um, sort of where where we've come from over the first year of the podcast, our first half year of the podcast. So do you have anything that looking back at how the podcast has gone so far, any changes you'd want to make or goals for the upcoming year? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, obviously I mentioned earlier, it, it's really it was really never our goal to really monetize the podcast. It was really more about spreading a message more than anything else. Um, but I think in order to spread that message, I do want to make sure that we're publishing on a more regular basis. You know, this isn't a full time job for any of us. This is truly a hobby. And, you know, our families and our our full time work kind of come first. But I would definitely like to find an opportunity to make sure that we're publishing more frequently so we can spread our message more. Right. Um, and I, I definitely want to be able to continue to introduce, you know, more voices. Um, it's been great having Sharisa along for several episodes of the podcast. Um, unfortunately, she couldn't join us. She's home sick with the flu. Get better, Sharisa. We we want to see you back soon. And, and she will definitely join us. But but I think one of the things that we've learned um, is how many people around us, people just like us, who are doing their part um, to create awareness, to create conversations, um, you know, doing doing their small bit in their world to create more connections and to bring people together and to bring light to places where there's um, inequity or right. there's discrimination. Um, and I, I just want to find opportunities to have more conversations with people who are just like you and me who are doing their part. Um, again, to that idea of creating a conversation and not making it feel like something that's overwhelming or um, inappropriate or scary for other people to do, but to see that how we each in our own little world can do, do our part. I right. Guess. And I think that when you do that also <clears throat> with a lot of the stuff on the news, you can get brought down. Yeah. Everything's sort of sad. And then when you talk to other people and you're like, no, everything's not as bad as I think. Like people are trying. People really have have a good heart out there. And and I just need to like you just need to link up with those people sometime and right. kind of and not to stick our heads in the sand. I mean, that's not the idea, but to see that there, yeah, there are good things. It's not all great. Yeah. You're not out there by yourself trying to do good, fighting a losing battle. Like there are other people there with you and, and yeah. trying to help and, and do their part. Yep. So how about you? I think that my thing was more maybe guests or mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know that I have. I keep trying to think about maybe different topics that we should address. <clears throat> and um, I think sometimes I think about stuff as mm-hmm. I'm driving and then I'll forget. Or, so I need to start writing more you stuff need, down. like one of those little like audio audio dictation things. Oh, for sure. Do you remember I do. those? Like, yeah. You, like like a, speak into it. Like buy milk. Buy milk. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about, you know. <laughs> 
Talk about redlining. Read another, <clears throat> read Color of Law again. Something that I have thought about, and you know, we, you and I haven't discussed offline exactly how this would come about, but um, you know, a lot of the books that we focused on um, for 2019 were really focused on um, discrimination that occurred within the African-American community, not exclusively, but for the most part. And I mean, a lot of the topics that we talked about were just around race relations in general. But um, I think through um, through my own exploration and sort of broadening and, and kind of having a, a broader view of what's happening in our world and being and expanding my cultural sensitivity. Um, it's broadened my uh, awareness of discrimination that's happening in lots of different places. So in um, other eth ethnic communities for which I might not necessarily identify. So if we talk about the history of discrimination with indigenous peoples mm -hmm. or the history of discrimination with um, Mexicans or Mexican Americans, mm -hmm. um, you know, there, there's, there are just so many different sort of facets of um, cultural awareness, cultural sensitivity, race relations. There are so many different sort of views that you could take on what's happening in the way that we're interacting with one another. I think it would be interesting to explore some of those other things that sort of live outside of, um, you know, black, white relations. That would be good. Yeah. Look at you. Nice deep, job. You, deep thoughts. You are. Deep Had some time off. Yeah. <laughs> I did too. And I didn't do any deep thinking. <laughs> Nothing. Um, well, maybe I did. I don't know. I just don't remember now. A dictation. Yeah. But I think recorder. that one of the other things that I wanted to do was maybe not for the podcast, but just in life is maybe look back at some of the classics. Cause I know when we were talking, mm. when we were reading different books, they would mention, Oh, this author really inspired me or this poet really inspired me. And, and I didn't know any of those people or I hadn't read any of those books. Um, I don't, you think about like bell hooks yeah, or um, Audre Lorde. Yes. And then the other day at the HBCU event that I was helping out at one of the guys for the panel that was kind of talking to, high school kids that were considering going to an HBCU, he quoted, like recited this whole Langston Hughes poem. Ooh, yes. And he like, it meant so much to him that he quoted it in front of all these kids and like remembered it. And, and he was like, this is what I really think about a lot. And I thought, I've never heard that before. So I think that I really need to start looking back at things that have made an impact throughout the years or like things that were maybe very progressive at the time. Mm -hmm. and, um, I love that. I think that's great. Yeah, I feel like there is a lot that we can pull from our history that it's not always about looking at the latest book that just got published, but even taking taking a step further back and remembering yeah, the history and sort of the foundations of um, who we where we came from and the evolution of sort of the, the struggle in America. Right. Yeah. 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 So like that's good. That's something that I was thinking. Deep about. thoughts, Rachel. Right. Deep thoughts. I know. I know. See, I almost, I almost didn't think I had any, but then there it was. There it is. Just came on out. <laughs> it just came on out. <laughs> Sneak up on us. Um, so, you know, I, I want to throw one more thing in there. I know we've talked a little bit about this offline in terms of the feedback or the conversations that you've had with other people who have been listening to the podcast or who were, who have been aware of the podcast. Anything in particular you want to share? I can start. Go ahead. Go okay. Ahead, tell me more. So, okay. So I guess here's, here's my, my one bit. Um, <clears throat> when we started the podcast, I really didn't, and I still haven't a lot. I did not tell anybody that I worked with about the podcast. Um, I just wanted to keep my world separate. It was just kind of my own little thing. And then I think probably 
maybe in September or early October, I finally told one of my my good coworker friends about the podcast. And of course, then she went and like listened to all of it, right? And then we went on hiatus. And then, yeah, and then we didn't publish anything else. Um, but it was just funny because, it, again, that idea that I, I just wanted to keep my world separate, like this was just sort of my place to process and work through and do what I do what I do and post some stuff on Facebook for my friends and family. And it wasn't anything beyond that. Um, but, you know, I, I guess if we think about wanting to have a, a deeper conversation or a broader conversation, part of that means being willing to to share it with all of the people who are in your life, you know, in various ways. Um, so I think that's, again, if I think about maybe some of the things that I would expect for the future, that's probably something that I need to work on. One of the things that I do every year is pick out sort of like my word or my, the word that sort of represents my intention for the year. Um, and so the word that I selected for this year is wholehearted. And I guess that's kind of the idea, right? Like if you think of like the whole Brene Brown vulnerability thing, it's about putting yourself out there and sort of just coming with your, the, all of who you are. Um, bringing that to the world um, in an authentic and meaningful way, um, which requires vulnerability. So I guess that's something that I kind of think about, like in terms of processing sort of where we started with the podcast to where we are now and where we're going to go in the future. That was very long winded. Sorry. That's OK. That's OK. As far as me with the podcast, I, I feel the same way you did. I, I kind of shared it with certain people. I even Googled my name and podcast at one point <laughs> to see if friends could find it if That's I didn't tell funny. them. <laughs> and you can. Like oh. if you just Google your name and then podcast, it brings good. up the podcast. Thank you, oh. Google Podcasts. And so then I would go through the one program that we have where you can see where it's been downloaded. Mm-hmm. And I would I would be like, oh, my gosh, <clears throat> that person listened to it. So then I'd like text the person or whatever um, or text people where I hadn't seen that it was listened to. Like, hey, thanks for letting me down. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but I, I talked to somebody who'd, who'd listened to it, and I was kind of hesitant to, to let that person know. Like, I still don't tell everybody because, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just weird about it. <laughs> like, I really don't know. Like, I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, I, don't, I really don't know why I don't tell people. But a friend of mine, he said, uh, you know, that sounded, it was really deep and you were saying a lot of really smart things. And so now I'm going to have to go back and listen because <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know, I do say some smart things. We are, we're very smart talkers. Well, so. and I, and I think the fact is anybody, regardless of your subject matter, if you're willing to put yourself out there in a podcast, it, re- it does require a certain amount of bravery, right? Um, yes. Because you're putting yourself out there to be, you know, I mean, people can like judged. it or they can, yeah, criticize you and for sure. Right. And I guess the goal is hopefully you're you're creating more meaningful conversations and communication and inspiring other people f- towards their own independent thought. And that's the majority of what we're doing versus sounding like idiots. Right. Well, I think my thing is when I talk normally to people, I think, well, I might say something, you know, dumb, but but at least maybe in in the long run, they'll forget about it. Whereas <laughs> now I'm like, well, at least it's recorded forever. Right. <laughs> like, at least there's no, no mis, mis- listen or like a listening to it the wrong way or mishearing it. It's it's there for good. Yes. So that's a relief. Good or bad. There it is. All <laughs> yep. together. So so that's what um, so I need to be a little bit more comfortable, I think, maybe as we do the podcast. Yeah. And uh, and be telling more people about it. Sharing my wealth of knowledge. Absolutely. Well, it was fun taking a look back on sort of our accomplishments for the um, the first year of the podcast. 
the first year, I guess, that we did the podcast. The first year that we did the podcast. We'll have to do another anniversary. Yeah, we'll have to do an anniversary. Yes, I, I agree. Um, but Rachel, I, I, I guess I'd like to close this episode by saying thank you. Thanks for being my partner in crime. Oh, thanks. I know. Thanks for asking me and having everything all set up. This was great. And uh, of course, we're we're absolutely thankful to other folks who have supported us along the way too. Um, you guys have heard from Sharissa in the past, and then um, I, you know a host of other folks, Jeremy and Josiah, and just I think all the the friends who along the way have given us an encouraging word. We appreciate that, and we appreciate um, each and every one of you who are listening um, alongside us um, each and every week or month, as it might be. <laughs> um, and, and I think I'd like to ask a favor too of the folks who are listening. Um, I, I hope that it's it's more than just listening. Um, mm-hmm. I think you've noticed in the last few episodes, um, we're making a concerted effort to talk about what's in the news and also talk about how we can start to take action towards actually driving change. Um, and so my request as we work to be more consistent and to build our audience and to have um, a more regular conversations, that you're able to take some of the insights and the thoughts that we're sharing with you and actually put them into action in your everyday lives. Right. I'd like to hear back from more people, too. Yes. Like I would like if, you know, I'd, I'd love it if somebody would. I read this book or I was wondering about this book or or I did this and thought about whatever. That'd so, be yeah, great. I'd love to hear back from more people, too. Yes. And do remember, you can send us an email. Um, you can send us a voicemail. Um, you can post something on our Facebook pages um, or page. Um, and or you can, you know, feel free to give us a rating on um on iTunes, if you listen through um, through Apple, that would be great as well. Fantastic. Yes. All right. So here's to a great 2020, Rachel. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. It was good chatting with you and we'll talk again soon. Sounds good. See you later.